So for people who don't know me, I'm Nick. I'm a developer advocate um, with Ondat, and I also happen to run DOK London. So if you're from the London area, don't hesitate to subscribe to the Meetup group. So um, as usual for DOK London, uh, we focus on hands-on labs. So today what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do a demo in 10 minutes. So I sacrificed a goat yesterday, so <laughs> hopefully it should be fine. <laughs> uh, I tested several times, so if it's not working, it's not my fault, I promise. Um, so the talk for today is going to be focused on developing, developing cloud-native application with containerized database. But really it's about shifting data left with Kubernetes and the idea uh, with shi shifting left in development is to bring testing um, and the idea is to, to test your, uh, your code and your application as early as possible in the development process. And so when you're testing your application, it also means if you want to test it in context, which is the right thing to do, you need to bring two things. You need to bring the application context, but also you need to bring infra infrastructure features. You, you need to bring your infrastructure context to the application as well. And typically, you can um, bring this into networking, storage, um, things like operators as well, because you, you will need your database. You need to be able to configure uh, your database through an operator to uh, define it in a um, declarative way. You need um, so your storage as well. So typically, you want to run a CAS solution, so uh, container uh, attached storage. There's plenty of there, um, you know, plenty of them in the market, including on that, of course. Um, and then you, you can also bring things like CNI, CSI, of course, service security. Um, and the result of this is actually a declarative model for developer to consume infrastructure as code, but it's, it's better than bare you know, infrastructure as code that you're used to with Terraform um, because it's Kubernetes native. It's really native to Kubernetes. You don't need to run anything but Kubernetes, including your pipelines, right? And this is um, the, the purpose of today. I'm going to show you how to run different uh, pipelines, whether you're on your laptop and you want to, to, to build your development environment, and then how can you go from there to your uh, production uh, environment. And of course, you have benefits for devs. As I said, on-demand uh, databases, on-demand you know, pretty much anything uh, that is required for your application in terms of the infrastructure. Um, reduce costs, accelerate software delivery, and finally, you end up with a better uh, code quality. So just before jumping into the demo, um, this is the picture of what I'm going to show you today. There's a lot of moving parts, but what I want to focus on is from the dev uh, laptop, you can see there's a fork here, right? So you have your application code that you commit from um, your developer you know, laptop, and then there's two ways, right? So either you commit to, um, to your local you know, Docker and then push your container image to Docker Hub, or if you want to develop, uh, to deploy in production, then you just Again, you push into your uh, production repository, and then you will rely on the, some sort of pipeline to deploy it in to uh, update the image, um, still on the same Docker repository. And then, if it's production, you will want to have a tool like, um, like um, so GitOps with Flux that will pick up the new manifests and directly deploy to production. If you're on your laptop, well, you need some sort of tool to update, um, to update the manifest, to update the application, and then run it on, on your uh, development Kubernetes cluster. All right, so now I'm going to show you how to do this. 
there's essentially two main components you want to have when you're uh, developing an application starting with your laptop if you want to bring thi things left. So first, you need some infrastructure definition, right? And the infrastructure definition is going to tell you, okay, how you want to configure your database? Do you want to enable certain features like uh, on, your on, the storage on the storage side, such as you know, replication, encryption, if you want to test performance of your application, these kind of things. So for this, usually, you will use customize. And the principle of customize is to use overlays. Right? So you have the base overlays that is going to define all your different manifests that are required to deploy your application. So in our case, we're going to be looking at an application uh, which is pretty famous now. It's my Marvel application I've been showing multiple times at DOK. So it's composed of a front-end, which is just a Flask um, application, so Python just as a front-end. And then we have a database, which is using um, MongoDB this time. I said Postgres in the title, but yeah, this time it's going to be uh, MongoDB. And it's going to be using the MongoDB community operator. So here I'm just going to show you a couple of things you want to configure. So this is my uh, dev environment. So you can see I'm going to be using my dev overlay for my uh, dev um, so the laptop. And uh, for this, this is where I define my MongoDB uh, configuration. So you can see um, the storage space I want to, uh, I want to allocate. You can see uh, the roles, the permission. And what is good with operators is that it's immutable, meaning that if someone, uh, even in production, is trying to change um, with command line the, the different parameters there, it's going to be rewritten by the operator. So it's also a good way, using an operator is also a good way to guarantee immutability for your application configuration, your application context. Um, here, for example, I'm using an on-dat storage class, and this is where I'm going to find I'm going to define like the type of the, um, the the file system. So XFS, which is the recommended one for um, for MongoDB, and if I want to have, for example, in the overlay, I want to have number of replicas equal to zero because this is a dev environment, and maybe encrypt I don't want to encrypt it. But for example, if I want to do some testing when enabling replication and enabling replication, well, I just have to declaratively change this parameter's value and then run against my development environment. That's for the infrastructure part. Now, of course, we need some way to dynamically um, update things on your laptop right? when you are developing the application. So this is now my application repository. You can see here I've got my uh, Docker file, I've got my Python scripts for Flask, and I've got my HTML page that is rendering my, my front end. And you can see here uh, a scaffold configuration. And basically, I'm going to use scaffold. And I'm sure, I mean, there are, there are uh, other tools on the market like Tilt that also does that. And the idea is this one. So as soon as, gonna, uh, as um, I'm going to save changes on my HTML page, um, scaffold is running in development mode, which means that as soon as I save it, is going to um, run the pipeline to build the image and then use customize to deploy it to my local Kubernetes cluster. So let's take a look at the uh, Kubernetes cluster environment. So this is not this one. This is this one. This is my uh, laptop configuration, which is running on K3S. Uh, you can see that Scaffold has already, be already deployed my, my application when I started to run a scaffold, scaffold in dev mode. I did it uh, prior to, to the demo because it takes some time. So now the idea is I want to modify my code 
and see the result directly without doing anything but saving my HTML uh, configuration. But first, let's just check the application. So here, I'm just going to launch my application there in a browser, so localhost port 8080. You can see the wonderful Marvel app. And here, I've got a typo, right? There's more than one comic. So I want to change this into a plural, OK? So I'm killing this. Now, the only thing I need to do is find comic here and replace it with comics like this. OK, so you can see here uh, it's been modified. Now, look at this, right? So here, you see currently it's logging everything hap happening into, uh, into scaffold. So as soon as, as I'm going to save this, right? So you can see it detects a change, and now it's going to build again the image and redeploy my application. And it's the same thing. If I want to change any configuration on the infrastructure side, it's going to do exactly the same thing. So now, if I go back here, I should see terminating. It's already done, right? So if you see here, this one is 16 seconds. So um, Scaffold basically redeploy my application into my development cluster, right? So now let's just check that locally, at least, the change has been applied. If I do this, OK, change back. OK, so now it's there. I'm happy with my development environment. So now, um, imagine that you run other tests you want to deploy into production. So remember, I'm using a single repository. And then uh, I'm going to pick that repository with Flux. And Flux, as soon as it detects the change, will apply it into my production cluster. So my production cluster, just to show you here, it's there. So you can see I've got the same thing. I've got my Marvel uh, application, that is those two uh, those four containers there. 41 minutes, this is when I changed them before. So you can also see like a lot of completing tasks. This is because I'm using Tecton. So Tecton is a Kubernetes pipeline that allows you to contain your pipelines without, I mean, within Kubernetes. Every task that you apply in Tecton is just a CRD, so a custom resource definition. And everything from, so you, you're going to combine different tasks like Building, um, building your images, building your manifest, all of this will correspond to as many tasks, right? So as many Kubernetes resources. So this is why you see it there. So now I need to do a couple of things, right? So I'm still in my, on my laptop here. Uh, the first thing I want to do is, of course, I want to commit my changes into the rep repository. So I'm going to commit updates. I'm going to push it. But before pushing it, I want to show you a couple of things. Right? So this is the environment where uh, this is the repository where I have my target manifest that Flux is going to pick up and update in my production cluster. So this manifest there will be updated by Tectong. So the role of Tectong, again, is to use um, this, the, the code of the application and build the image and replace the image here in the manifest with the particular uh, you know, shard digests, etc., etc. And same thing, if I want to, um, this, this manifest represents both the application configuration 
as well as the infrastructure configuration, which I, I can also change if I want. For example, here, again, I'm using on that as the underlying distributed storage, number of replicas two, encryption is true for my production environment. So now I'm going to push it and then I'm going, I'm going to, okay, it's pushed. So now I'm going to move to Tekton and what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to manually trigger my pipeline. So you can use like also, you know, dynamic, I mean, you can use events in Tekton, but good luck with this. Tekton is kind of difficult. The, the, learning, uh, the learning curve is quite steep um, without using events. If you want to use Tekton events, it gets, it gets even worse. But yeah. So the idea here to create, to launch your pipeline, we, remember, we are in Kubernetes. So it's, again, as easy as creating a manifest. So as soon as I'm going to create that particular manifest, I'm going to launch the pipeline. And again, the pipeline is going to be to build the image, to update the manifest, and then Flux is going to pick up the repository, uh, what is on the repository, and with a GitOps pipeline, update the application in the production cluster. So just watch this, all right? So I'm going to be uh, monitoring the Flux um, reconciliation. So at the moment, you can see the last, the last reconciliation hap happened um, you know, some time ago. So um, as soon as, uh, as I'm going to trigger the pipeline, then Flux is going to pick it up. And here we, sh we should see some update. So let's do this. Now there's a command to monitor what's happening. So Tekton pipeline run logs. And then it's going to chain different tasks. So it's going to take probably one minute. During that time, I'm going to explain to you like a couple of tasks. So the different task is going to be basically build a Docker image again, right? In the same way I've done on my laptop locally and then push to Docker Hub. This is Tekton that is going to build the image, this time not using Docker, the local Docker process. Remember, it's running in Kubernetes. In Kubernetes, you don't want to mount the Docker sockets. That's bad because you need to, to do it as root. Um, so typically, you use something like Kaneko, that is just you know user space to build the image. And actually, on the Tekton marketplace or library, you can find a lot of useful ta I mean tasks that are pre-built for you. And um, actually, Kaneko is one of them, right? So build the image, and then from the image, I'm going to be using what we call a workspace which is represented as a volume in Tekton. And that workspace is going to be uh, transferring data from one task to another. So here, I'm going to be transferring um, the image ID into my manifests. And as a side effect as well, Tekton has a limitation which allows you to, I mean, which limits you to one single, I mean, one volume between all the tasks. But because we are running on that here, we're kind of removing that limitation because you can run your volume on any node, regardless of where you pod, the pod consuming that volume is. So basically, we help you run Tekton, which is great. So here, um, it's done. So the manifest has been updated by my last task here. So if I go back into my repository here, right, I should see an update. 31 seconds ago. So now what has changed basically here, I kept the same um, infrastructure environment. The only thing that's changed is the image ID here. So now I should see Flux that is trying to reconcile. 
And here, reconciliation, they are applied versions. So it should be already there. If we go back to the production cluster, you should see now 23 seconds, right? 25 seconds. So it effectively, it's redeployed the whole application with in production with the production configuration, right? So the last step is to check this now. I'm going to run again the application, but this time from the production perspective. So let's do this. I think that's on this screen here. So that's the moment of truth. Did it work? OK, it works. So now I've changed my production environment from commit to commix with an S. Um, and that concludes our demo. So uh, just to conclude, I hope you enjoyed this, this demo. And it, the goal was really to show you that actually developing an application from your laptop to production only take, what, 10 minutes? That's about it, right? You just have to learn Kubernetes. Um, so thank you for watching, and I'll see you the next time.